Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, January 17th. The extent of Congressman George Santos's lies are becoming somewhat ludicrous. Just when it seems like we've heard it all before, there's still more. So as you know, George Santos, Republican congressman from New York, from Long Island, he is the Republican that defeated Robert Zimmerman, the Democratic candidate in that race, and flipped that House seat from one controlled by the Democrats in the last Congress to Republicans now. So this was one of the seats that gave the Republicans the majority in the House and helped make Kevin McCarthy speaker. And as you probably know, George Santos has been under a daily barrage of headlines and revelations about lies concerning his own personal biography, his identity, his associations, his past business practices. It is a near daily barrage uh, since the middle of last month. And yet he is standing firm. Listen to what he said last week on Capitol Hill. I will not resign. I will be continuing to hold my office elected by the people. And House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is standing by him for the most part. Today, up on Capitol Hill, my colleague Manu Raju was asking McCarthy about whether or not Santos would get seated on committees. All committees today, he'll get seated on committees, yes. My staff raised concerns when he had a staff member who impersonated my chief of staff, and that individual was let go when, when Mr. Santos found out about it. Now, that last bit was McCarthy referencing the reports that a Santos staffer tried to raise money by impersonating McCarthy's top aide. And this was back during the campaign. Now, senior House Republicans have privately acknowledged that there's no easy way to deal with Santos as they are debating which committees he should be on. They're worried if they deny him a spot on committees now. And just remember, that's how members of Congress do their work in Congress is through their committee. So to be denied a committee assignment is to basically be relegated to irrelevance in terms of the work product of Congress. So the thinking among Republicans, according to our reporting, is that if you boot him from committees now, you're setting a precedent where other members who may be facing scrutiny or questions or allegations then also are going to be in the position and you're going to be back having to debate and answer questions in the press about whether or not X member will be on a committee. So right now for Santos, it seems in terms of his standing inside the conference and with leadership, it's all about how the legal process will play out. Because if indeed he is indicted for anything, that will change the ballgame. That's sort of been the threshold, the bar, the line that can't be crossed. Or if it is and a member's indicted, then leadership removes them from committees. We still don't have an exact timeline about when Kevin McCarthy first learned about questions surrounding George Santos. Clearly, it was during the campaign season at some point back in 2022. We know that Dan Constant, who heads up the super PAC affiliated with McCarthy, who helped the Republicans win control of Congress, he was so concerned about Santos that he reached out to lawmakers ahead of the midterms and to flag these concerns. But when CNN asked about this on Monday and asked McCarthy when he was made aware of the allegations, you can hear how vague McCarthy remains on this topic. I never know about his resume or not, but I always had a few questions about it. Now, the newly elected Democratic congressman from New York, Dan Goldman, 
is sort of seizing a political opportunity he sees here because instead of focusing just on Santos, he wants to bring this clear headache for Republicans to the leadership, to McCarthy, to Elise Stefanik. He put out a statement today saying that McCarthy is, quote, complicit in a much bigger scheme to defraud the voters after admitting that he had indeed been aware about Santos's background prior to the election. So he sees this as an opportunity and he's urging in his public statements McCarthy and Elise Stefanik, who chairs the House Republican Conference, to answer questions about all their knowledge about Santos's background. I don't think those two folks are going to take their cues from a freshman Democrat. This is a pure political play here. But as I said, the revelations are near daily in this story. This morning on CNN, Gregory Maury Parker, a one-time roommate of George Santos for a few months back in 2013, was talking about his experience living with George Santos. I suppose the, the biggest thing that I took away from it was like just delusions of grandeur. Like he, he would just go to bars with, you know, like rolls of $100 bills. And, you know, three days later, he would have no money. And it's just things just started continuously spiraling and getting like kind of ridiculously crazy. Now, CNN didn't get a response from Santos's attorney or his congressional office about anything related to questions about his past, let alone responding to this story from his ex-roommate. Maury Parker, that roommate, also thought Santos's claims about his life and personal finances didn't add up. And what was really intriguing to hear was he did not know him by the name of George Santos. I've always known him as Anthony DeVolder. I've never known him as George Santos. I was actually quite surprised. I guess he, you know, went by his middle name and mother's name. Why is this former roommate coming forward? Well, he claims that Santos stole a Burberry scarf of his, but that clearly isn't the main motivation. He clearly also sees a concern about what having Santos in Congress means for the body politic and our democracy. He is one of the highest elected officials in the country. You know, he is responsible for, for you know, making the laws. And yes, I mean, I, I do miss my, my stone check Burberry scarf. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, where, where did all this money come from to finance the campaign? Now, I mentioned Democrat Dan Goldman before. He also teamed up with Democrat Richie Torres of New York. The two of them have sort of been leading the effort from the Democratic side to keep the Santos story front and center and keep it in the news. And they've also asked the House Ethics Committee to look into Santos. In addition to that, there are probes that are happening at state and federal level. So the Nassau County District Attorney's Office said earlier this month that it is looking into Santos's fabrications. And a source familiar told CNN in December federal prosecutors are investigating his finances. This doesn't even take into account that prosecutors in Brazil said earlier this month that they intended to reinstate fraud charges against Santos for allegedly using a stolen checkbook back in 2008. Today, Congressman Torres was holding a press conference asking the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, to step in and investigate if Santos broke any campaign finance laws. One of the big questions swirling around his campaign finances is what A campaign watchdog group filed a complaint 
last week about, which is the source of more than $700,000 that he put into his successful congressional run last year. Where was that coming from? Because what he had reported for his income in years prior doesn't seem to match up of sort of like having $700,000 to pour into a congressional race. So there are questions around that that could touch on campaign finance laws. Santos was quite vague in his response when he was asked about that by Congressman Matt Gates, the Republican of Florida, on Steve Bannon's podcast. Look, I've, I've worked my entire life. I've lived an honest life. I've never been uh, accused, sued of, of any bad doing. So, you know, it's, it's my it's the equity of my hard working self and I, I've invested inside of me. Now, Santos has fessed up to not being fully truthful about his biography. I won't tick through every single one of his falsehoods or claims about his biography that can't be proven or have been disproven. But here he was back in December on WABC radio. I'm not going to make excuses for this, but a lot of people overstate in their resumes or um, twist a little bit or ingrandiate themselves. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. I'm just saying I've done so much good work in my career. So when does the next shoe drop? The key thing to watch in this story as it develops, yes, we'll get additional revelations constantly in the days and weeks ahead about Santos's distortions and lies and about his character. But the key to watch are legal proceedings, because if he is indicted for anything, this entire ballgame is going to change politically real fast for the House Republicans. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.